Would you look at the time? Look who it is. It is your boys from the LJLOU. I am initialized. I am joined by a veritable conference of some of the best and greatest minds in our scene right now. Namely, Nymera, Temporal, Middlecott, and of course, dear old Melvin is all here with his amazing wall as ever behind him that we're all mildly jealous of. You should have been in the back room before all this began. I tell you, some, some people have brickwork. Some people have long caps. Some people just have a bedspread. And yeah. I, I have a... Uh, yeah. I may not be, but at least my wall is built. Yeah, exactly that. Uh, <laughs> it's incredible. already off the rails. We've not even been live, oh. like actually live for like more than 10 seconds. What do you know? Anyway, we're on to episode... Is it 51? 52? Something like that. I'm not normally one who keeps track of that. So it's a number in the 50s early on. Hold to that. Otherwise, it's like season two, episode 19 or 20. Again, by the same token. We'll find out when I upload this. Um, either way, here's where we're at. We've got ourselves some things to get through. We'll be talking power rankings for pretty much everybody here. We'll be talking uh, week one as well. Because see that starts on Saturday. Finally kicking off the split here in the LJL. I won't add the OU because our teams aren't actually, you know, unofficial. They're the real deal. Um, and before that, we've got ourselves some things to be talking about. Namely, uh... Alex, my brother. Hello, yes, um, that's me. If people were to go to YouTube, right? If people were to, you know, be interested in this podcast, what should they be doing? They should be clicking suggested links until they turn up to like the really strange meme edit videos. No, you should be liking, commenting, and subscribing. Do everything you can to interact with us because it really helps us. That's that's what you. Okay, I know you're going to do the other thing, but please do that as well before you move on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I shouldn't have asked him. All right. Well, okay. At uh, Temporal, buddy. I know you used to work in radio. And radio is kind of in a weird space right now because in some ways it's, it's getting infringed on mm. podcasts. Like us, we're infringing on that. But if people were to go listen to the podcast, what should they be doing to boost the podcast? I mean, you should check this podcast out everywhere it's available. I, I don't know exactly where we're available, but I'm really going to guess Really much everywhere but SoundCloud is the honest answer. Everywhere but SoundCloud Fuck on your favourite on on your favorite <laughs> podcasting software please yeah. go and subscribe to us email them to tell them how much you love the lgl this is, it. This is what we love and yeah. then just let us know on twitter because okay. when once you've done that much we just really want to say thank you indeed yeah. drop a five star rating as well that, that's always a really easy one and we appreciate that a lot because we're all worth five stars i like my gold stars and i would like five of them get it sorted guys <laughs> all right uh, that's enough shilling i've done enough of that now let instead discuss some stuff uh, i'm aware i've allowed three people to talk right now and middlecott and melbourne as well have just been sat there wondering why are they here right now but it means we could potentially ladies and gentlemen start with them as we move on to talk about some power rankings now do you mind getting that up on screen for us dear nightmare i can um, do that which one do you want do you want our, our big old document i trust you to get the one with like the appropriate people's power rankings up so well, both of them technically have it. the appropriate we're gonna go for this one and we'll talk about maybe the uh another version of it later but this is okay. basically everyone on our big old spreadsheet um including a lot of people who might actually be in chat as well um uh in terms of their power rankings for end of split for this split for summer split 2021 all of us here are involved with that uh, including um 
of course, uh, Lexi and Midnight are not here today. Um, I think both of them are feeling a little bit ill, so we're wishing them a speedy recovery. But they're also on here, so we can flame them while they're not here yes. to defend themselves. Exactly. Yeah. He's figured it out. Um, for people who will be listening to this as an audio-only option, which I completely understand. It's how I do my podcast mostly anyway. There'll be some notes for the appropriate people's power rankings in the show notes. And, of course, uh, we'll probably link something like a tweet because there will be power rankings on there at some point in the relative future anyway. Uh, we've lost Melbourne as a briefly, but he's back with... Oh, no. Oh, no. His printer. Don't worry. Oh, oh. oh, no. Okay. Um, the power printer. I, I, it's back. We brought Melvin as on. Partly because he's, you know, he's, Wall he's an and right printer. Cast. That's all I'm here he, for. He's an, he's, but yeah, like, I'm not even joking. He's, like, he's an okay caster. He's, he's an all right analyst. Yeah. Um, but the wall is really classy, and we wanted that on broadcast. And two, um, his printer is a thing of beauty. And the things he come out with are like the top tier 2D content you've been looking for all your life. Um, you know, anime. That's that's not important. This is the 2D life you yeah. need to be leading, oh and uh, and that, that's all. That's all on Melvin is all. So not a comparison. I thought I'd be so, given today, two, but you two know what? Things, I'm okay with it. Look, two you're part of the LGL here. right now. It's gonna happen. Yeah, two things are happening. First off, I'm gonna make sure I'm not seeing Melvin is cam. So just like you, dear viewer, I'm not spoiling myself for what the hell is gonna happen when I switch. Don't worry. Back to no, that no, scene. it's fine. I'm, if you're on, I'm if not you're on audio, if you're gonna be audio. Like, you're not going to learn either way, so I'm really sorry for that, but we'll try and describe it as best as possible. So, if uh, that, we want to talk about... Be... So, Sam, oh, if you want to talk about individual, like, rank and stuff like that, I'll bring this up. When we want to talk about, like, more overall trends and stuff, I can go back to, actually, uh, this really cool graphic, which is more the correlated one. So, we have also, like... So, myself, initialized, and then mass one. Uh, we have our ones there, and they're basically correlated of everyone else's come through in RNGs, but we already have literally random.org involved in our rankings so we already have that <laughs> oh, wow, i fear wow, wow. i fear it Random. so you can see <laughs> that is a lot of predictions on screen right now um oh, but you'll notice if you look at those predictions right now that there is a very startling band of blue at the top of them with very few exceptions one of which is random.org. Focus me are uh, looking pretty good coming into this split. Holding every first place bar, midnights, and random.orgs. I feel like DFM, funnily enough, do warrant that level of confidence coming into this split. And Midnight has literally put the Hawks first, purely because Corporal is on the team and he's Australian. So I appreciate the regional fate, but... um. Be aware there is a touch of bias within yeah. Midnight's options. Yeah, I love how, uh, obviously, Mabinogi, who's um, on the, the VCS cast and was also on a, another another person out in that kind of time zone, is that they're like, oh, Midnight knows something we don't. Well, you should know this too, buddy. The, the, the Aussie power sounds strong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and, you know... We were coming into this split. We, we'd had our own predictions, really, of where things were in spring splits. And largely, we hit okay on where we were at. There were one or two that kind of surprised us. You know, Rascal Jester's being legitimately really good. Soul and Secret. Uh, I had some faith in. A lot of other people were a little bit more devious on them. We were like, oh, my days. It's a, like a retired mid laner and a rookie top laner in your solo lanes. That sounds like disaster. Uh, yep. It turns out it wasn't. Great news for them bit of faith coming into summer for them and the other one of course being potentially burning core and the hawks who kind of underperformed what we were expecting of them uh burning core in particular in my eyes um but aside from that we felt like we got mostly okay coming into spring and 
As it turned out, the end of spring, we sort of had DFM in first, Justice in second, Sengoku V3 third and fourth, CGA in that fifth place spot. And then it was that kind of mm. bottom of the pack of the Hawks, Burning Core, and Axis who all really struggled. Um, and now coming into some, we've all seen what's going on. Um, tell you what, maybe this is the most sensible thing to do at this point. It's basically just go around and give a quick rundown of everyone's power rankings, and then we can talk about potentially some outliers here, some interesting points of contention allow everybody to pick up a point or a team they want to talk about a little bit on that front so um i'll start i guess as the host because i can um my personal rankings power rankings coming in to the summer split dfm first no surprise jester's in second sengoku gaming in third v3 fourth cga in fifth i'm holding on to some hope for burning core in sixth hawks in seventh mm. <laughs> unfortunately down dead last Safe discussion for a moment, guys. I know the Burning Core one might bring some eyebrows. I'm fine to discuss that. Nymera go next. So uh, I'm trying to see where I've actually differed from you. So I think, uh, so top two, exactly the same two, me and Sam. So we've got DFM, then Rascal Jester, feeling pretty happy in terms of the end of regular split from last split. Um, of course, V3 ended up piffing Rascal Jester as opposed to Plops. I've put them in third. Sengoku, I have a few more potential worries about. I put them down in fourth. Bottom half of the table, that's where things get a little different because I now have, I have a bit more hope in the Hawks, which I mean, I'm not midnight, but uh, I've got them a bit higher than potentially some others do as well. So I have them in fifth. Then I round out my table with CGA, Burning Core, then Axis. So Burning Core, uh, no hope here. All right, middle cop. You can weigh in now. I'm aware I've been chatting radio with Temple because why wouldn't I? And then Melvin Dizzle has been whirring his printer into action. So finally, mate. Give us some yeah. power rankings and get on this podcast. What's going on? I can talk. I'm allowed. No, that's okay. Go for so it. Basically, uh, what I was thinking about my power rankings is that um, a lot of very smart people had some very good ideas about where all the teams were. So that's why I put sort of DFM, V3, top two. I think that's not really particularly contentious. Obviously, V3 came through second place mm. in spring. But mm. then CGA, my boys, I'll talk about them a little bit more in a little bit. But... <sighs> I really think they've got a shot of pushing up through the table, grabbing third we'll place. Hold on spot. to that one. going to drop. Rascal Jesses. No, no, Mera, we're going to have a fight about this one, and it's going to be civil, and I'm going to come out on top, okay? So don't worry about that no, one just I'm yet. looking forward to it. Here we go. My sweet play son of a child. Play my play analyst, and I still trust there is, Middlecott over There is a screen Nymera. cap of our say? Discord somewhere of messages where, where Middlecott has said, I'm a CGA fan until I die, and then I just remember back. You know, like actually, I might have. Where, where's, hang on, where's, oh no, I can't friend. play. You it shouldn't get copyright strikes because, like, you know, the up music. Do 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 Nightmare 2020. Yeah, that's that's basically <laughs> what it was. Well, I'm, I'm sat there looking at this team, like, oh, I have so much trust in this team. And stop. The pain could come back. Metal cop, finish your power acting. Stop with the up conversation. Because we're not going up, we're going at a right angle. Stop the tangent. Yeah, well, we're, we're going down the standings right now because obviously Roscoe gets to kind of come through and fall. So Goku. into hell. Continue. Don't have a lot of faith in them. I think they're going to come out fifth. Then rounding out the bottom. I feel like Axis. Their bot lane's pretty good, so they could do bits. But then okay. the Hawks and Burning Core, I think, are a little bit doomer. Uh, the thing is. I appreciate the faith. The thing is, I absolutely get it because I think Honey is a god and I feel very bad for him considering where he's at. But we don't have time to talk about it because I've still got two more people to get through in terms yeah. of power rankings. So, Melvin Izzle, you won the coin to flip in my head. I didn't really make a proper discussion on that. Those. Was, I chose a name beginning with M or T and I went with the <laughs> M one. So, um, your power rankings, sir. 
So I have got the bog standard DFM at the top, as most people do. I would say the vast, vast majority. Then I've got Sengoku rounding out in second, uh, followed by Rascal Jester and V3. And then making out the rest of the top six, I have a little bit different of Crest Gaming Act and the Burning Corpse themselves, just barely edging into sixth, followed by the Hawks and then Axis not making it into playoffs at the bottom. Look, all I'm going to say is you've got very similar standings to me, and that should probably be a point of alarm. Like, I won the best <laughs> analyst in spring 2020, but aside from that, like, it's it's not been quite so close. So just, just to warn it, like, the, the big difference there is obviously you've got Sangoku ahead of me uh, in second, whereas you've got Rascal Jess in third, whereas I've like, got those two flipped. So we'll, we'll see. I, I'm trusting in the fact that I'm feeling a little bit more relieved in some ways. I'm, I'm joining up with a, a, another analyst here as someone who's... A new oh, analyst. So exactly. you're meant to be the authority. That's true. I am play-by-play and host here, so I'm trying to play slightly dumb. Whereas I actually have some faith in my... Can in I my just say, I really do. like Patrick has brought this up in chat, and uh, Patrick's obviously done some produ- producing work for us before, it's and they're, they're very, we're very fond of them, very close to our, our heart. Also, happy birthday for yesterday. Has pointed oh, out birthday, that Patrick, even, even random.org has not been bold enough to put hawks and axes outside the bottom two. <laughs> it was good stuff. That was the little thing of like highest and lowest ranking, and I was just looking at them. And because of random.org, it's completely scuffed. Yeah. Like every yeah. team could have been every place except for Axis. So oh, I'm assuming, I so like, again, I don't, I'm assuming random.org is basically just random placement. Yes, and same absolutely. Uh, I, I think their uh, CGA placement is pretty good. All right, moving on. Okay, <laughs> so Temporal finishes up. I'm not heading this conversation right now. Go on. So, uh, mine is slightly ill-informed. I haven't had to, I haven't been able to go and watch all of playoffs like I wanted to, but then I've sort of looked at team direction and age to inform mine. So funny enough, DFM were playing with what should have been a mild handicap last split, so they should smurf this one. If they don't, they should probably look to sub that coach back in and tell him to get off the bench. So I've got them finishing first. No surprises. I expect Rascal Jester to run a repeat uh, and to come second again. Uh, V3 in third place. Uh, maybe that's a number correlation thing. I expect the SoftBank Hawks to get off the ground, so I've got them slightly higher in fourth. I have faith in the Hawks. Is it misplaced? Probably. Probably. We'll find out. I'm. Uh, I'm looking. Row, mate. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking not to compete for predictions. Either you're all going to lose, or I'm going to lose. There is only one way this ends. Okay. So there could be only one. I some of right. my predictions off kilter. Because the only way I win is if, like, the rest of you were slightly <laughs> off. Like, my accuracy doesn't matter. Alright, um, That's the strategy. Yeah, to, uh, to keep going Sengoku in fifth, I think the team might struggle if they don't follow a slightly different Fair. direction. Because they should be competing with the V3, uh, RJ, and DFM, right? If yeah. they fail to pull that off, it will end up with a fourth, fifth place. I put the okay. burning core in sixth. I actually want random orgs predictions to be true. I think Burning Core need to get their stuff together. This meta should favor if them. If DFM finish bit. fifth with I, that roster, as well. like suddenly yeah. we're winning worlds, guys. Like, suddenly, I, I, like it's it's, if, if that roster <laughs> finishes <laughs> yeah. fifth, like sorry, world, like you, you, you've, yeah. If there are four, four teams that can beat DFM, that's nutty. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, okay, and then just to uh, play on Middlecott's heart, I've got CJ in seventh. And uh, then Axis in eighth because I did watch an Axis game. Mm. Gonna have have a falling out temporal. (laughs) Interesting, interesting, interesting. All right. Um, We've got a few odd ones out here. So let's start maybe because I started. Any. Anybody on, like, I open this one to the floor, and the first one to yell loudly, we'll get to talk about this. Any particular predictions in there from my end you think are. 
unreasonable or a little bit unusual. I'm aware there was some burning core eyebrows raised, but anything else people want to be talking about in there? So I, I think that the the reasonable placement of burning core is bottom three. Like, the, I think any of the bottom three could sneak into playoffs by proxy of the fact that all of those three teams are super struggling. Like, one of them is just going to fall apart harder than the rest, and that means that the wins might come slightly easier, and then the other teams, just because they've managed to pick up the wins between those three teams, could come through. So I don't mind, um, like, Burning Core, Hawks, Axes being the bottom three. I have, like I said, I actually have a bit more hope in the Hawks, though, so I guess we'll talk about it in that sense. But what's everyone's thoughts on the very, I guess, controversial team of Burning Core? Because they've obviously disappointed for a little while now. I also have put the core in sixth. They only have to beat the other two, right? Mm-hmm. That's the that's all they got to do to Absolutely. get sixth. Uh, the reason I, mean, I oh yeah, gone. Uh, the only reason I put Burning Core getting out or into playoffs, better said, is because I was looking at how the Hawks got into playoffs last time, right? And it was with a two-zero over Burning Core, right? Mm. So theoretically, if three out of your four wins are against the bottom four, that's okay. But the one team they beat that wasn't out of playoffs was the one game they took off of Crest. Yeah. So I'm imagining that this time Crest can quite feasibly get that 2-0 and then suddenly it does not look good for the Hawks coming through because that's a three win record that they're coming in with by comparison and that doesn't look great. So I'm aware we're talking about teams properly just after this. So we're talking about some main narratives. So I don't want to get too hard onto this, but I, I want to put this out there. You've got a meta where you've got a hard carry top laner who loves his Darius in top lane in a meta where Gwen is now meta. You have a jungler who is notorious for basically saying, I play all the damage carries and I am the carry now. Screw you, AD carry. Look at me. Look at me. I am the carry now. That, that's what he does. Uh, you know, and things like Lee Sin, he could probably pick back up again if he wanted to. He's the guy who went, you, me, Lee Sin, and went like 10 and 1 in 10 minutes. Um, pretty good. Just saying... When Burning Call were good, that was a kind of matter which really worked for them. So, you know. Can I just say that? So, obviously, you know, we had that, you know, the, the, the moment with the CGA Nightmare 2020 thing there. I can probably remember all of the random moments from CGA 2020 that I could kind of like back up my points with. Sam is exactly the same for Burning Call from last year because he really respects once. I'd completely forgotten that game, and Sam's like, oh yeah, remember the UB Lee I'm like, oh yeah, actually that did happen. That that show, shows you how much uh, potential bias there could be from yeah, All I'm Brother saying Deerus. is the guy who pick, picked up Kindred, and when a 1v3 did a 9k See, damage remembers this too. won the 1v3. <laughs> like, he got he got a 5 level jungle advantage. That was against Hoblet, guy. Sam, does it count? Yes, it does. Hoblet's all right. <laughs> Is this one of the cases where you remember exactly the outliers of every other situation? Okay, so specifically, this is a guy who um, basically hard carries or falls off. He doesn't really do supportive, is the problem, which was a real issue last split. Like, Chemtank was just not him, uh, and it really showed. He didn't manage to adapt that well, but in a meta where potentially you could run a bit more carry in the jungle, he uh, may be feeling a little happier. Anyway... Mm. Let's move on. Uh, Nymera, uh, lads, what the hell is with CGA down in 6th for Nymera? CGA down in 6th. Um, I'm basically trying to hedge my bets and think, alright, at what point is Milan not going to be an mm. actual detriment to this team? Because at, at that point, Ooh. 
I think that CGA could push. They could actually push even for fourth. Middlecott has has okay. some some something strong to get them up to third because I think actually I'd say that um, on the whole with my power rankings, um, I have tried to judge where is the weakest failing point. Most of the time, it's in jungle and bot lane across uh, the entirety of the LGL. I think CGA's yeah. bot lane is potentially the worst in the entire league. Uh, but their jungler and Kassin, after a split where they have shown the early pressure junglers outside of a meta where that's actually a thing, and now they can actually go on to Jinza, mm. which is like their favorite pick, and a whole load of other picks like that, I think that CJ could do well. I'm just really worried that they're not going to be able to play around bot. I'm sure that they're going to fall apart for a number of different games. Question is, how many? I could have a different read on, uh, like a wrong read on them and how much they've developed in this offseason. I'm just worried about that bot lane. I think everyone I've put above them in the table has a superior bot lane. I think that's going to sting them. All right, let's move on. Uh, Melbourne is on. I'm looking at your, your, your lineups here. Nothing super surprising aside from you've really pushed Sengaku up to second. Depend yeah. It. Okay, so again, this is more of a confidence in particularly in the bot lane. I think that just a meta read coming into this, with how much we've had Varus, Cogmore, and the like, starting to just slowly sneak their way into meta. We know for a fact that they love playing Aphelios Thresh in the bottom lane. They really do. So having this kind of combo just shows that if you can ever so slightly twist it, if you can just barely move it to a Coglulu, put it into a Varus and a Poke thing, then you can quite feasibly play very similar on mm. what I believe to be the best champions in the bot lane right now, which is a major benefit. Now, I'm sure the next question is going to be, okay, so why is it not Sol and Secret? Because they're also a very, very good bot lane. I don't have a great answer for that one, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Because oh, wow. this is a prediction winner you. pick. I see you. All right. Milcott, step in here before Melbourne doesn't put his foot in anymore. Um, anything you want to add on the Sengoku picket? Anything you want to tear apart? You've been quiet for a moment or two aside from the cackles of laughter. <laughs> I, I'm, I, no, I... <laughs> I, 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 I think this Melbourne is fine. I think that Melvinism forgot that Solid Secret existed. Okay. Um, okay. But is that right. first split? That's the, the one solace that I have there. Of maybe. So, solace? Really? Uh, that was the pun you went for? I don't think it was even intentional, but I called it. All right, moving on. Let's see who comes up next. And it's Temporal. All right, anything in here that's kind of surprising people? Um... I've put a certain team not, uh, not finishing in playoffs. Uh, that's true. Yeah. That true. Temporal CGA and I both have some CGA worries. Okay. We really do, really okay, do. I, I've I've teamed them up with used? some uh, I've teamed them up with some Melvin Isle style to see the future and you gotta choose sometime beat the bottom few that we see things like and uh, and then we're off to it's it's sort of you you gotta continue to struggle. I think it slight stream issues out. Oh, the stream has. Oh, that's not very good. Check uh, in. Yeah. A couple yeah. of in. We'll keep our eyes. I. They can run. Two. Well. Oh, we're back. I think we're back. Oh. We're back. Oh. I think we're back. Hi. No Momentary money. internet lags there. Left us off air for half a second. But we're back. Nymera doesn't have to stress anymore. We're here. We've been like. 
talking some really arcane weirdness <laughs> yeah. about burning core yeah. in the background, which probably deserves not to be on the podcast. So that's fine. <laughs> and Seb will move over to the middle cot. And yes. um all right, um a couple things we need to probably talk about here. I mean he's put Burning Core down and dead last, which again, considering the dumpster fire, I'm not I'm not super dodgy about that one, but CGA in third. We've right. talked a fair amount about CGA, but you've clearly decided the coin flip goes the other way. Uh, defend it, mate. Right. So I don't know how, how in-depth you want me to go because I have got pages of, of reasons as to why I think CGA are actually uh, one of the teams. How much of it is love summer, poetry? So. It's, it's, there's a lot of love in there. There's a lot of, um. oh, God, I pray that Milan gets better. But I think that like he's showing signs. His laning like, hasn't been good, but I think coming through as a rookie, um, obviously there's going to be some teething issues Kasin as well. And that's why I've got them placed a, above teams um, uh, like Sengoku um, and like RJ, who I think are going to fall off a little bit. Um, there is room for growth on Crest. They have they are the only team that was sort of in that third, fourth, fifth place bracket that had two rookies on it. Everyone else is pretty much a known quantity. And I like that we're talking about this being really outlandish. They're only one win away from being third in spring. I don't think this is absolutely crazy. I think the meta's shifting into a place where laning phase is going to be a little bit covered up because stuff like Ezreal and Varus are really strong. So worst case scenario, Milan can just like sit back and ignore lane and then just show up in team fights. And then Alchemy, Karome, start landing hooks. And then I wake up and I realize that, oh no, it's still Crest. But I've got faith. I believe in this team. All right. In fairness, the top side of the map is pretty good. I still quite rate yeah. Nap. The man is a phenomenal team fighter. He might have some issues when it comes to like getting advantages purely in lane, but he plays weak side super well. I can, I have some hope there. I can see it. So are you are raising your finger at me, Melvin, as well? You got something to add in there? I do notice that Middlecott is the only person that has a certain Axis team out of playoffs. Uh, I mean, uh, out of bottom as well, so yeah. yes. So, okay, yeah, that's a fair shout. Why have you put them up in sixth? That's another one to call out there, actually. That's a reasonable one. Defend yourself. Axis in sixth? What's got you pushing them out of the bottom considering they, they did not look good in spring, unfortunately? Uh, honey. Fair. We leave the conversation. Moving on. Yeah. Um, insane stats. <laughs> yeah. And we'll have that conversation as we move on to the next section, ladies and gentlemen. We've done ourselves some power rankings here. And we can bring our beautiful faces back on screen because it's time to talk a little bit more about specifically some of the narratives coming into this split. Set ourselves up and uh, particularly talk about what is going on with, um, well, namely what we're expecting coming into week one. Um, let's have a bit of a chat about our week one. Uh, Matchups, that's the one I was going for. It took me half a second there to really get that. There's, there's a name well, for this? more than half a second initialized. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I got distracted by something else briefly. I apologize. Instead, let's talk about some of these matchups because we've got ourselves some juicy, juicy ones coming up. Uh, first on the docket. Detonation Focus Me versus Rascal Jester will be the mm. first game up. We won't be covering it live, unfortunately, because uh, time zones and 5 a.m. over here is a bit rough. But um, we'll certainly be covering it a little later on in the day anyway. And we'll yeah, have that so, conversation. so like, obviously that, that's, that's a little misleading in some ways, right? Because some people will be like, oh, we'll be covering it the day after. No, what we're doing on for week one and mm. hopefully we're going to be doing throughout the rest of the split is we're going to be doing... 
the last four games of the game day live. And then as soon as that last one ends, we're going to go do the ones which we miss. So we're going to have still have eight games back to back, which is leapfrogging the first four over to the end of the broadcast. We are going to see it within a couple of hours of it happening. Not going to be quite live though, because forgive us and our silly British sensibilities because we're mostly on this time zone and also our sleep patterns. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. Um, so with that in mind, first four games actually going to be our last four games. But don't worry too much about it. You'll see it on the day and we're still going to talk about it in the order that's on the screen because that's just easier for me, frankly. And DFM versus Rascal Jester is a banger, is it not? Temporal, you can start this one off. It is, it is, it is. This is going to be the question of what have DFM been doing since MSI? Or mm. indeed, what have Rascal Jester been watching of MSI? And have they got something secret planned to upset our... Particular favorites, uh, I believe DFM are playing with their new support. I believe. Yeah, oh, yes. Ooh, exciting. Okay. A test of him straight in at the top against their rivals for the top end of the table. Uh, an exciting one for sure. Shall I put too many predictions on it? Probably not. I think DFM looks stronger um, based on what I saw Rascal Jester, but they've had a lot of time in the lab, so it could definitely go either way. I think that the, the I... crux of this matchup for me, the important thing to take away from it is, because so when we were off air, we were obviously we, we were chatting as we do. Um, like there was a lot of stuff um, about, well, how does how do these teams adapt in the off season? How do they adapt between plus? Which are the best teams that are adapting? Typically, DFM have been very good at that. But Rascal Jess is one of the things that we did uh, end up doing very well. Um, what, what the one things they did very well last split was again coming in very hot and finding their style very very quickly i'm wondering if dfm have reset that mark a little bit bringing gang back in and the question is if they're going to play more bot centric now that they have utpon and gang which was for the longest time the bot lane to be within the region is that going to reset yeah. them our rascal jester is actually slightly ahead of them due to that factor um middle cop anything to weigh in here yeah, uh, I think in, in terms of the general meta shift, that's going to be an interesting move as well because I think mm. uh, top side is a little bit stronger than it has been for a while. So obviously there is a tendency when you've got such a strong bot lane, Mutabung um, Gang 2 play towards it, and maybe that ends up biting them in the butt because Kinatu for Rascal Jester looked very good last split. Um, maybe not quite Ebby level, but we'll have to see whether he's improved enough over the off-season to really start challenging him. And yeah. if we end up in a situation where um, where Rascal Jester were able to get leads through their top side, then I feel that Soul and Secret are actually strong enough to withstand an onslaught that DFM would put towards bot lane mm -hmm. if that's the way they play. So I think it's a very interesting matchup. It's I still think it's DFM favoured just because like they've got the best players in every role. Um, but I think it will definitely be pretty close. We'll keep our eyes. I mean, I, I will say this is a meta where Gwen's a thing and she has disgusting level ones in lane. And someone who does horrible things at level one in lane to an enemy top lane is, is a guy called Ebby. Yeah. And Kinati, I mean, he's a guy who, you know, picked Camille into Ebby's Nar, won the coin flip to get to level six, literally off a single minion difference gets the solo kill. This is the guy who has got some confidence in his play and his team's got confidence in him, so maybe they can play around that, but even so, there are some meta picks right now where I go maybe don't want to give, like, Ebby Akali or Gwen, yeah. or maybe don't give that to Arya either. Oh, wait, there's this bot lane thing. So, like, that, that becomes an issue for Rascal Jesse, perhaps, in my mind, but uh, to possibly offer a little bit more in-depth analysis than that, Melvin, as well, last thoughts before we perhaps move on to our next game? Um... I don't think there's much more to say because it, one of the things that 
I always feel weird about doing predictions for a week one of a split is current form can be mm. all the way at the top no or idea. absolutely crashed. Yep. Like it does not matter how well you did at the end of the last split. That's a good promising notion of like where your cap could be or where your bottom could be. But frankly, coming into a new split, regardless of whether you're DFM or Axis, it only takes having one bad set of scrims, one poor meta read, not learning to lock in Viego Gwen every time it's open, and suddenly you don't look so hot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that, that's a big deal, right? I, I fetched them. Oh, well done. <laughs> wow. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm um, any, any, well, bigger, well any bigger, any bigger, any bigger, any bigger, well any bigger Akali players in week one? I don't know. Uh, Aria, Ebby are the two really big ones. And then there's Dasher yeah, and Cog Cog. Yeah, yeah. That was a pretty much Dash it. and Cog Cog. Like, pretty the... much no one else plays Akali. I could see maybe, maybe someone like Recap going for it. Ramane has his oh, yeah, I saw he spammed has it his... a lot in solo queue recently. Yeah. That's yeah, what but, I was going to ask. But, yeah, but has Lucian and Akali in solo queue of Worlds 2020. And he's never going to play those champions. He never did. Well, you know, brilliantly, Lucian's getting taken out of the mid lane, so I think it's really good for Ramane, but we could come Ooh, to yeah, that. Yeah, that is interesting as well. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I mean, like, maybe I could see Ramane going towards it. It's his kind of thing as well, but he's been um, doing... We'll see how it goes anyway. Last thought as well, just before we do move on a little bit, is, you know, obviously, as we mentioned briefly in passing there, DFM bringing back in gang. Utapon and gang got years of synergy, but it's been a little... It's been a hot minute since they've played together consistently. They're going up against Sol and Secret, who were arguably the best bot lane in the damn league. They certainly got the official uh, broadcast, like, all-team pro slots for both Sol and Secret in the sort of first team uh, over Utapon and Kazu at the time. Is that a potential hole to pick at there? Because obviously you've got a two very strong bot lanes, but one with a little bit more immediate synergy. You haven't had to work on getting back together. Is that something that maybe the Jesters could... could get back at dfm3 hmm. or do you just think it's like it's not going to be an issue pick varus and it will be also <laughs> yeah it's true i there's, okay there's that and temporal has decided there's, this there's is the choice like, that's his matter of the moment and i'm I not see. sure if we talked about this on last podcast or not it, it, it escapes my immediate memory but i think i was saying something to someone about the LGL, which is very vague about... I define the LGLs like power picks within two champions in terms of like their signature picks anyway. And that's LeBlanc and it's Ezreal. LeBlanc obviously is still in a very awkward place. You can play it if you're very good at it. I'd love to see Arya pick that up again. But Ezreal's back. This is going to be the patch where Ezreal is still very strong. I think we'll still get a week of that before things change. And that is going to incredibly power this league. We have some very, very experienced Ezreal players. I actually think Utopon might be one of the most experienced Ezreal players in the entirety in the of League of Legends history in the world. This guy's been playing since season three. I think there are plenty of options for DFM either to just chuck all of their bands bot side if they if they really want, or you can get yourself something like a I, I don't I think DFM let me just let me just check on the predictions again. So they DFM being on the left hand side man. normally means that they have side choice. Side so if DFM choice, have themselves yeah. side choice, they can either choose to do something like Go on blue side for the first pick, because Nocturne's obviously a pretty good first pick. A whole lot of other stuff is like is decent there, and they can flex that around even on blue side. But if you go red side and you just pick up Ezreal Karma, I think at that point, Rascal Jester don't really have many options. Or as, as Temporal was saying, was the um, the virus yeah. as well. Is there anything else like you think? Temporal, because obviously, well, actually, I mean, I mean anyone. Uh, but um, do you think there are ways to really just nullify bot lane, even in a matchup like this, from, from very early on in the draft? Because I've seen a couple of teams do that decently well. 
So there's the virus paradigm, right? Nothing beats him in bot lane. Nothing. They can pick Ezreal and they will have the slow losing, but then Varus outranges the frozen hearts. You can't do the full tank shenanigans and Cogmore gets completely neutralized. North Americans disrespecting it does not mean it is good. Uh, Hecarim is back on this patch and I know... Sunder Hecarim, yeah. Yeah, Sunder Hecarim. You can do chem tank as well. It's still uh, it's still really open and it, it will it will appear next patch when people realize that Zinzao is not the best if you uh, want to, you know, disrespect your opponents. It's great, but if you, you know... Yeah, I mean, Zinzao plus Lulu is like, I can start fights with people who are clearing mm. too slowly. Like, that. that's kind of it. But you yeah. need to actually get things rolling. And I, I see, uh, yeah, that could be dangerous. Absolutely. If you take okay. the Varus away or you pick the Hecarim, there are reduced tools on the current patch for opening up that bottom lane. So could see DFM look to attack that either with a ban or saying, like, Nocturne 1, if you pick the Varus, we'll find yep. you. Okay. Interesting calls. I like it. Uh, and of course, you know, DFM definitely have one of, well, two of the more experienced Nocturne players. Both Ebby has a not bad in the top lane, but Steel is probably the most no experienced Nocturne, like, pro jungler in the world. Like, he's played more of it than most other pro Between players. him and maybe someone like Le Levi from VCS, because obviously he played that yeah, for a while. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. So that's worth keeping our eyes on. I mean, Hatchimech is no slouch on it either. Yeah, so true. We'll, we'll, I, I we'll see to remember Steel is a very experienced Nocturne. No, I checked his yeah, it's like, it's like something silly, like, like his was, like, third most played wait. champion. Why have you played like 20 <laughs> games of this? No one plays this champion. <laughs> anyway, let us move on and instead talk about our next game because it's still a Rascal Jester's game, so some of those points will still hold true, but it's versus Axis. And I do kind of want to turn our eyes a little bit more to Axis. Middlecott, um, you have some faith in them, so I'm going to give you the, the first port of call on this matchup. It's a tough one considering where things are out, but do you think Honey could do it? Yeah, I, th I think it's a really rough one. I think if you're Axis, you wouldn't have wanted to go against Rastal Jester as the first game because Not you are actually up against Solid Secret because the, it's the one strong point that you really have for Axis is matching up against one of the other Premier bot lanes. So I, I may, if Honey's really sort of leveled up even further over the off-season, then maybe there's a chance for them there. But... I honestly feel like Topside is just going to get rolled. Um, you know, and Mega Min, um, Solanus mm. aren't really going to do much. And uh, whilst Hoglet may try and get something done, it's not going to be enough. So this is a very rascal just a favor for me. The X factor for me is AD mid laners actually quite strong right now. Um, yes. Uh, so for those of you that don't know, Megamin came in as a split from Scranton Grounds, which of course Mass Swan it followed quite quite religiously, had some really um, strong opinions about how this player could play. He's a Zed main. He could very much come in and just pick Zed and say, actually, if we're going to pick ourselves something like, Hoglet has occasionally played stuff like the Karthus, actually. Hoglet for me is one of the most versatile, well, not versatile, variable players within the league because at his best, Hoglet was taking games off of top teams. Like, I think it was the 0-8 and eight Axes turned it around, didn't get into playoffs, but they still took games off of, at them, the second place Sengoku. I think even they were first place for a little, no, not in summer 2020, but like, the, Hoglet has been amongst the best and the worst players in this league. If they find a pick to, to enable him and Megaman at the same time, that's a path to victory for me. They just haven't managed to find a way to fire on all cylinders the entirety of this spring split, though. Axes need to change a lot for me to start changing predictions as well. Anybody else want to weigh in on this one? Did they beat Rascal Jester the last split, is my question. 
That was one of the more insane games we have ever seen with some of the interesting <laughs> drafts where effectively yeah. Rascal Jester's um, kind of got outranged a little bit. It was a fun one. And also, this was a little bit before people had kind of worked out what to do against the likes of Megamine in particular. Um, who basically turns out, if he's not tracked, can do a lot of work with a lead. Um, if he's ever shut down, he doesn't play mid-game that well from even, is the problem. That was kind of our axis for falling apart a little bit, is that um, in the mid-game, they could do pretty well in the early game. Like, Hogger could get leads, Honey looked pretty good, Megamin, not, a, not an awful laner, he'd fall a bit behind. But, you know, if you got to that and he got some kills, you could run over things. Top laner could roam down, and that was all well and good. But the problem is, once you start getting to, like really sort of the, the setups for objective fights, those mid-game critical moments, Axis just weren't at the level the other teams were yet, and they got punished for it pretty much week in, week out. And Megumin in particular was often the one who suffered from that. Um, and it gets worse then because obviously he's having to seed his farm over to Honey to fuel the guy he was you could trust to carry, and yeah. that makes things worse again. And we'll see. It's now been a split. He was a complete rookie coming in. He's coming up against actually quite a lot of tough Tom competition. Like the LGL is not necessarily a a weak region necessarily. Like you saw a little bit of that at MSI, you know, like there's some strong players here. There's some strong teams here. And it's a tough league to just come out of, but we don't really have a very good amateur system at all. So it's a bit like coming in from like college level at the States in the in NA into pro level. It's not coming out of academy in because mm. there is no academy system yet, which has been a, a bit of a point of contention, honestly, actually for the teams. Maybe that is a thing this bit with a little bit more grounding, a little bit more mm. coaching. The likes Megamin can step up and be counted and be a secondary carry to back up Hoglet, who's been a great sort of snow. He's great at getting the snowball rolling, but he's not great at carrying the snowball himself. Uh, and someone to back up Honey would be wonderful. Yeah. All right. I th I Sorry, Metal Cock one. No, 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 My point was going nowhere. You can go on. <laughs> Fair enough. At least he understands it. All right. Um, wow. <laughs> Let's get ourselves onto the next game because it's our second EFM game and it'll also be versus V3. Uh, it's kind of been the more recent rivalry to have popped up in the LJL. Of course, V3 were the ones to dethrone DFM for the first time in a long, long while last summer split. DFM got vengeance in the spring finals. Temporal. Can they do it? Again, though, here in their first matchup of the day, V3 versus DFM, current meta. You've already mentioned some things you've got your eyes on in terms of the meta right now. V3 have been one of the more creative teams. So they've been drafting things like Tristana top. What are you thinking about this matchup? Hopefully no Tristana tops. Um, so <laughs> there was I'm a series of pain in your voice there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was just like, oh, maybe, but not if they do that. Um... I'm not exactly sure how V3 dethroned DFM. I did do a bit of crap on V3 for that world, but I wasn't casting. I just watched sort of some sure. of their regular season games. Maybe I should have watched the finals, to be honest. That sounds like a riot. It's going to come really off fast. tempo from game one, right? If DFM beat Rascal Jester, then it's going to be like, well, hey, V3, come and have your shot. Uh, good luck. You've seen one angle of what we can do, and it might go worse. It might go better. Um, but if it's a close game between Rascal Jester and V3, I think V3 are going to be laughing that half their scouting has been done for them. All they've got to do is uh, um, cross out some things in the notebook. 
if they're angular before and, and it's it's not worked it? out. yeah it might not really work but, like you know. that, okay, play through bot lane, it didn't work let's try playing through i don't know top blade this time let's see how that goes yeah, they, they I... may see angles like hopefully they get something useful like a weakness but if, if anything it ticks one strength off if if dfm could do five things on this patch at least you're not going to make so, them uh, do the same thing twice so so, so yeah. the reason for me that v3 did so well in summer 2020 was two players mm. and that was boogie and that was that was rhino they were the two which were mm. so far above the rest of the competition in that particular split and they worked very well together actually there was so actually there was one game which ended up being a loss partly because they kind of outdrafted themselves they draft themselves into a bit of a rabbit hole but they ended up having something like a thresh niddly pairing and it's like there is only like two levels in this game you can get an early game gank off of before those certain like levels are built up i can't remember what they, it might have been against a time cancel lane or something like that it's like you have the ability to uh to gank this lane for like 30 seconds and they still managed to pull it off um ryan is still in the squad boogie has obviously left for for um for the lla it sadly didn't make it to msi that would have been a great matchup for us to face furious gaming and uh see our our resident mvp jungler from 2020 summer but this was a team that just kind of understood their way into a game even if they had kind of draft themselves a bit into a bit of a crap place mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we didn't see that so much in spring but come playoffs they did obviously find a way to upset um, rascal jester and it was an upset like they came in they 3 0 the hell out of them it was pretty crazy. So, um, I, and I think that if they come in again with a better meta understanding, there is a chance that they come in, like Tampro was saying, and they have, you know, they're just crossing out things in the notebook, but you can never really cross out the player diff, and that's honestly always going to be there between Aria and Ace. We saw this between CGA and V3 all the way through 2020. It was the kind of thing where effectively, this is where actually V3 discovered we just have to check Ace on non-interactive champions so he cannot bleed out against people like Pyrian, against Seros, against Arya from um, from that season of LGL. Mm -hmm. And you can't really do that against this DFM squad because you need to do that against... You need to make non-interactive games uh, lanes against Arya as a potential need to do that against bot lane now, and Ebi is always going to be a worry, even though Cog Cog right. is a very mm. good top laner. I think Cog Cog's the one person you're not worried about here. Promise, <laughs> it's not going to be a point of relative strength, it's just going to be evening up the scales compared to other LGL teams. That's the problem against this DFM roster. You're probably always going to be outmatched pound per pound per player. Alright, I'm gonna cut you off there briefly. Because before I before get... we move over, oh no! I need I, to talk to Melvin Hill. I fear random.org, but oh. a lot. <laughs> and then I would like to highlight for these two DFM games, it's pick DFM. Oh, for God's sake! The dartboard will it's, defeat it's all sentient. of us. It's all of us. If we it lose to random.org, I'm going to be really upset. Okay. Yeah, with that, guys. like, with that shard of fear thrown to the back of all our minds, um, middle cop Melvin. Any thoughts on this before we move on? Which I'll give you guys the chance to start the next one out. Yeah. Anything you guys want to talk about on this matchup? Yeah, so I, I think just to echo what Nomira said, I think Cog Cog goes even against Ebby, and you're like, great! And then he like turns around and he looks at the rest of his team <laughs> on fire, and it's like, not great! Uh, you, do, you do always have to account for the player diff, I think, uh, particularly with this V3 roster, I think it's gonna be something that dfm can really expose obviously v3 didn't do too great in the regular split did manage to get to the final um in spring but mm. again dfm able to play it if and just able to out um just out team them and that's always going to be the case oh. i think unless we start seeing um people like ace and hollow step up 
Yeah. And, you know, again, Hollow, again, has got a split under his belt, looked okay in spring, but a little bit like Archer last year, anybody who followed his trajectory, so he was the guy who was playing for V3 last year, looked really great at Worlds, best player for V3, honestly, on paper. He started spring relatively relatively quiet in the clutch moments in late game, he'd often overstep. Uh, yeah. Come summer, he was an absolute beast with Reiner. V3 have done this before. Reiner has done this before. Things like Thresh, things like Set right now are pretty viable in mm. the bot lane, all things considered. Reiner's two best champions are, in fact, Thresh and Set. It was pretty much all he played last year, which became a bit of a detriment when people realized they could dodge hooks of worlds, but that's neither here nor there. So we'll wait and see. But that's worth keeping an eye on. Melvin, any last thoughts before we move on to our next match? Based on the arguments against V3, the one thing I was trying to furiously Google and look around was to see if Ace had any indication of being able to play Viego. Because Ooh. this champion is very, very There's good for putting a player who is not exactly the most winningest, we'll say, in a losing matchup where it's really hard to lose that badly. Because all it takes is a single team fight. And this champion literally can just take the power the enemy has accumulated, pick up the pick, and but you have items. <laughs> yeah, yes. So th that is like my one silver lining to think if okay. this is something. They've got some Renekton, they've got some set things like that. They've got melee mids in potential, but I believe that's up to you guys to feel like if they really could uh, pull off something like I that. I like uh, that little thing thrown in there, maybe. Anybody else want to add on? I'm hearing a little bit of like yeah, just, in the background. Just, oh, just steal Aria. Just take, the, if, just take those stats. It's great. Just, just take him. Yeah. If just, you're just like, take the four-item like, AD carry. That's oh, completely damn. fair and balanced. But we we don't have Aria on our team. With Viego, you can have Aria on your team. <laughs> God, I, it's the, brilliant. Wait again. Who's who's who? who uh, just just okay. All right. Move, 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna move us on. Yep. Sorry. We're gonna keep ourselves relatively to time. Um. Next matchup. Got ourselves Axes versus V3. Uh. Melvin is all, you can start this one up. You started with the silver lining for V3 in this one. I suspect it might be slightly clearer skies versus axes, but what do you think? Should be fine. They should be fine. This would be a very scary game if V3 were to lose this, especially after playing DFM. Like the only thing you can realistically say that I can imagine Axis win this game is that DFM rock V3's world so hard that they actually just get shaken coming into Axis and go, like, insanely bad meta read. That is pretty much the only way I can imagine this matchup going out of V3's favor. I don't know if anybody else has more hope for Axis, but I would be surprised. Well, they've got a bad week. They've got a bad, bad week. Rough. Speaking of, Lord Middlecott, Defender of the Realm of Axis, anything you have to say in terms of ways that maybe this could go the other way? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> we do. I'll, I'll do it for I, you. I'll do it for you. If you're, if you're going, yeah. Go. So we what I'll say is dream. this. What I'll say is this is that if Hollow and Reiner continue to be a little bit suspect in lane, which they were towards the end of the last split, even in playoffs, honestly, yeah. um, Honey could definitely take advantage of that. Even if, unfortunately, his support is a little bit suspect. Nemo or Dicey both haven't been fantastic in all honesty, but Honey has been very good at carrying the additional weight. And if he can get a couple kills in lane on something like Samira, people should be a bit afraid. I'll also add that I wonder whether Ace isn't going to be the kind of person who would punish Megamin in lane, and in fact might give Megamin a little bit of license to pick up something like the Zed or the Diego, yeah. which would very much play into his play style. 
So if I were to see Axis win, it would be Hoglet having a good game, early game, getting either Megamin or Honey rolling, and the picks just being in the right kind of place for them at the minute. My two cents. Anybody else want to add in there? It's a possible future. Well done. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 honestly, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. As soon as like Middlecart started like umming and ahhing, I was like, I was trying to see if I had like a cricket sound effect on my soundboard, and the best I've got is cicadas <laughs> instead. So uh, slightly more hoodies anyway. I used to sort of sleep like my 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 apartment in Japan. So I used to live out there for a bit. I had like this big tree outside the window. Like it was like it was like so. I, like one side was like a truck depot, which was awful. Not a fan. Uh, it was like a mini one, but so it was like five trucks in there, but it wasn't great. But out of the front window was a massive tree. So it hit summer. It was sweaty as all hell, and there'd just be this of cicadas in the background at like three a.m. It's like I need to sleep. It's way too hot. And anyway, so that's, so that's going to be, summoners, that's going to be the summoner's rift at 18 minutes after the game's already ended. Can, can I can I just say, I've never heard a cicada that goes wah! <laughs> hang on, hang on. Hang on. Sorry, it's, it's, it's... <laughs> See, it's, it's like a little bit... Wait, Sam, what are you doing? Is there a recording? What is this? It's got a music box. Oh, I'd come oh, for all kinds oh, of sound effects. The old percussion frog. Oh, yes. I actually can't hear that, Sam. Louder. Yes, picking up on mic, this is pain. It I can hear it through in the noise. other room. I can't hear it on mic. That's so sad. Well, that's, that's an impressive noise, He just threw it away. He threw it away harder than axes are going to throw away this game. Go on to the next one. And that's too yeah. to offer some, you know, some, some may maybe options for Axis and offer some cool sound effects. And instead, all I do is just, it's just, really awkward. Like... <laughs> come on, you, you a frog in this trying oh. time. Moving on. <laughs> no, you cannot. Instead, you could offer me some analysis in terms of Crest Gaming Act and the Hawk. Instead, for the first time in a little while, my Mera. Ooh. Oh, CJ versus the Hawks. This is... Oh, I was like, oh, I wasn't prepared for this. I was waiting for... Okay, yeah. So, CJ versus the Hawks. Um, this is going to be a big test of current form for me because I look at Hawks and I know that we were talking about this, and we will talk about this in terms of Sengoku because obviously there's a player in there which is in a similar situation. Mm -hmm. But in their last playoff series, in their only playoff series, Hawks did go to five games. They took two games off of V3. Need I remind you, Rascal Jesters couldn't do that. Um, a lot of that's because Tussle was finally a threat. Now, if we have Tussle, who is coming in on form, versus Kassin, who is coming in on last splits form, I think that the Hawks are going to be in a pretty good spot for this. However, if, as we saw with, I don't know, someone like Proud coming in from 2020 summer playoffs, coming into 2021 spring, where we saw Proud be do, uh, doing very well in the support role, and then not really meet that same level of performance coming into the next split, it could get really, really awkward because the Hawks looked a bit lost without Tussle being able to stabilize the map and be able to transition their strong laning state into a strong mid game, which is what the Hawks had failed with for such a long time. However, on Twitter, uh, Corporal did say he's going to carry 15 regular season games on Rakan. He and there did. are only 14, so he, he needs to tie break with another 14 and no team. So this is going to be a very strange arc of the League of Legends anime in LJL. But um, I think that the Hawks, yeah. if they manage to come in all guns blazing with. Appleman coming in strong with um with Tussle coming in strong. I think that I would edge them over CGA. But then on the other side, CGA needs to be worried about playing a very strong laning team as a team that doesn't particularly lane well. Yeah. Um 
Give us the other side of the coin, Temporal. What are you thinking? I don't know. <laughs> These teams are our two big question marks. Yeah, that's um, very fair. The outcome of this game will likely set a pace that they will then have to usurp or continue with cursed or not cursed for the rest of the split. I saw Melvin waving his hands. Take it off me, buddy. Take the hot potato. All right, this is my match of the week. Right here. <laughs> he took that hop here real off temper was like why did you give me this and, and, <laughs> and it just exploded all over the camera right now so i went back to look at the two vods from last year between <sighs> these two teams in the matchup both of them hilarious flips around the baron yes that ridiculously yes. swung the game both way it was insane just watching back and seeing oh nice okay the the Hawks have won both of these get. How did that happen? And it's just, it's just everything falls apart all at once. They just stand in a barren pit and get mowed down, and there's nothing that they do to fight back. And the point that I have for why this is the match of the week is I expect it to be explosive regardless of current form, because these two teams are just close enough together in my mind that they can compete non-stop. And it doesn't matter who has a lead, because there is always the chance of a massive throw, particularly from the Hawks at that barren buff. So this is why it's my match of the week, because I'm very excited to see if they can change their current form, because frankly, a 2-0 here suddenly makes it a lot more difficult for them to lose to that burning core that I did have sneaking out over them in playoffs. All right, That's cutting you there. Stuff. Middle cut's fingers up. Give him a second. What are you thinking? Right, no, so... You said... Oh, boy. The, um... right, we've started it now. Continue. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. So you said it could flip in like the late game. Doesn't really matter who's ahead. It does matter who's ahead because Crest Gaming at last regular split, five of their seven wins, they won with gold deficits at 15 minutes. When you get late they into can't the lane. game. <laughs> well, yes. Everybody yes, who is not okay. nation can't lay. <laughs> no, right. So like they still ended up seven and seven, despite the fact that they had the second worst goal difference at 15, just ahead of Axis. Uh, just had a burning core. Like, this is a team that as you get later and later into the game, they can actually start to punish you. And yeah, if you're a team like um, DFM or Rascal Jesters and you get a lead early on, then you're probably just going to snowball that through. But we've already seen uh, from from Crest Gaming at, that they do actually know how to exist and uh, cope with falling at a deficit early on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is why I like to dub them uh, CLGA, Counter Logic Gaming App, because oh, they can sake. be Counter Logic at points. And <laughs> I think that I think no. that it's going to come up like Trumps this year. I think I've got the faith. This is a team that we're going to do well. They're going to smash week one, easy dubs. What I will say, put this in context a little bit, is yes, as a team, they'd be down at 15 at gold. But go check out Nation stats at 15 for me, middle. Oh, oh, I have. I have. Exactly. And, and and then you look at someone like Sinstats 15, you realize he's a bit more mercurial, but the point is you can guarantee that Nation will have a good laning phase. Um, that basically means if you can run something like Lucian, pick it up with a Jin Zhao, which they were already mm. doing, and then just like say, <laughs> okay, you know, maybe we, I, I, alchemy on Lulu sounds awful, but we'll do it. Make this happen and sweat a little bit, but we'll see. And you suddenly got like these guys who you know you can trust to lead the way. And like, yes, everyone else is behind, but it's okay because I am fed and I will carry. So here. what I'm hearing it's like, is it's like your challenger friend coming down to carry your like dumb gold games, right? Nation <laughs> like, Karma, Nation Karma, the the the, the LGL Abadago. Yeah, 
bit of that. I mean, like, there is some worlds where this kind of thing happens, right? So I, do, I can see that. The only problem is, in my mind, is if Dash is on form and Tussle's on form, that's a mid-2v2 that either goes one way or the other, yeah. and depending on which way it right. goes, it gets a little I'm just aware we've got a bit of a time thing on. We might want to ask exactly. some questions. Exactly, so I'm going to move us on. Exactly. All right, so we've got ourselves a couple matchups to go before we end up, so we'll run through these ones real quick. So I'm going to keep us pretty tight on this one. Hawks versus Sengoku. Uh, Temporal start, be quick, and we'll move on from this. It's Sengoku's first conversation here, so they're the team to focus on. They are the team to focus on. Traditionally, one of our better finishers in the split. Personally, I don't think they're on a great trajectory, and they could really spike me and ruin <laughs> my predictions <Why>? horribly here. <laughs> um I just don't... So when I look at teams, I'm really non-statistical. I uh, It's not that I abhor statistics. It's just I think they're often a product, not the um, creation. That, that's boring. I just don't know personally how they're going to overcome all of these great players we've spoken about. Even on teams where there's struggles, there's like, oh, hey, but this one, this one lane, the one avenue, they have a clear identity. They play to the identity. They innovate around it. They go forwards. I don't see Sengoku's identity right now as sustainable as other teams. Even Axis, we've mentioned. It's like, hey, they're AD carry. If they're going to do it, it's the AD carry. I don't trust Sengoku right now, even though they've had some show performances in the past, to really push that through. All right. Melvin, you do, though. Why do you think Sengoku? What are you thinking of Sengoku in this matchup? I think that Sengoku should be favored here. I mean, realistically these are two games that they kind of need to win mm -hmm. if i'm not to look like an idiot and say that they, they if they're getting second place and dropping games to the hawks or burning core then we have bigger problems here so i do have that confidence count. in them i think that coming into the split they did have pretty good form just generally speaking near the end but realistically i think that the fact that hecarim is just barely gonna get picked up with that divine sundra might just give them a way to continue playing yeah, something familiar to them yeah, and, and that's a real Last that's box. a real possibility because sen is the power pick here sen, uh, sen ah, was like, yeah gango is a sen, wonderful center gango is a really good center as a zenith zenith's only real consistent carry champion was the center both the games that the hawks won in playoffs were on the center mm. so i'm looking at this and i'm thinking yeah if you end up getting center well i mean if you trade center vacuum i still favor Hawks, if they come in with side selection. I think they choose blue okay. side. I think they snap up the AD carry they want. All right. Senna's a big one. Hecarim's a big one. Temporal and Melvin has slightly different takes on this one, but interesting one to gauge some strength levels of Sengoku in particular. Last split, we had our power rankings. Well, Sengoku could end anywhere between fifth and second. We have no idea. Um, maybe a little bit of uh, division in the ranks here among our analysts on their takes coming into this split. Good. But we are still a little shy. So the other one of those interesting matchups, which could be an Absolute fiesta, isn't it, Middlecott? Burning Core versus Sengoku That's... Gaming. Discuss, sir. <laughs> I'm casting this game. I'm I am ready. <laughs> Middlecott, do, do you want to take it or shall I elucidate why I've picked Burning Core to win this game? Oh my okay, all right, we'll come all to right, you, but yeah, Middlecott, go, you're go, muted go. by the way, mate. Not quite sure what's going on there. Say the words, middle cut. He's still muted. No, He's no, still no muted. signal from you, my What's friend. Discord, you're muted on ah, Discord. Yes. There he is. Hey! Oh. Again, you go. Then we'll discuss why yes. Temporal is no. a madman. I was, I, I was actually. Oh, I'm very good. At he gave the wing condition. He told yeah. us how so, they win. Um, wing Silence is out of the game, basically, unless you play Malzahar. Uh, wing condition is um. 
for Burning Core. Gango plays worse than he did in spring. Mm. And okay. I think that's unlikely to happen. Yeah. Uh, whilst Ray Farkey does look good um, in the top side, I don't feel like that's going to be enough um, because of that strength just coming through from the Sengaku bot lane. Right. Monumental bot gap is Middlecott's call, and I can't necessarily disagree with that considering what Gango and Enti did last split. Temporal, though... You have come out with something after my heart because there's still a pot, there's still a little flame in me hoping for a burning core and another corpse. You What's have going on? Them as well, you have picked them as well. We are in this, this is boat. More, this is my upset game. Go we on, are, I, I don't in, want it to be an upset game. We are in this boat together. Um, so yeah, bot diff CJ much stronger. Um, as we have mentioned, I think hopefully it doesn't matter. Bot can mostly be managed in draft if you're not on the virus with like the dive thing. Then things start to get interesting, start to get interactive. Interactive is. Maybe not what we want, but hey, Ezreal exists and the LJL just keeps picking him. But oh, Nymeria, go on. The here is, I was going to bring up an anecdote about this matchup and how the last time these teams faced, oh. what Core decided to do was oh. vertical jungle with an Ezreal Karma to just crush bot lane. And then yeah. they allowed the Aphelios Thresh to get level two and they got... Crescendum, uh, no, they got Severum at level two, lost. No. Yeah, like onslaughted with Crescendum. And within about 10 seconds, destroyed their entire game plan because their 2v2 was just that bad. They I wa they, they walked up not. into the active range of an Aphelios and then lost the entire game because their entire game plan we, was Aphelios threat. They don't pure, do anything yeah. in the first 15 minutes, probably won't like, for the rest of the game. Yeah. And they let them do that at yeah. level two. <sighs> like I, I'm not even joking. It was like they managed to, in the space of like five minutes, lose every single lane at once. Yeah, it was right. Basically, very fucking that... teleported bot lost his <laughs> lost his main. Gakado lost passively, and bot lane in like failed the level two skill check on Ezreal Karma. Like. <laughs> it's With not that even a skill check. They invented a level two skill check. It's not there. <laughs> With that memory burning bright in burning cores minds, uh, hopefully they play through topside. I want to see yeah. something kind of kind of neutral. Again, we're all laughing because yeah, it probably won't work. But hey, it did. might do. Uh, all right. <laughs> Any last thoughts before we move on? We are a bit time constrained. I'm aware that obviously there is some mild pain that's come out of memories for myself and Nightmare. That yep. Melvin, you got anything you want to add in? I'm looking a little. You got a little bit of an eye. No, I, I think there. I'm good for Burning Core. I'm just excited <laughs> to see, actually. This game and the next one, we're, we're casting it, and I think we're going to have uh, a great time one way or Melvin, the other. So much fun. Buckle in, my man, buckle in, because the next game was the 2020 match of the week every single time, because it was Fiesta, not another level. Yeah, Burning Core versus CGA. Uh, now, Mera, take this one away. Keep it to 2021, but feel free to, to bring in some say, anecdotes if, you, if you're something you I was I was out. looking for some because obviously there's, again, I've been hooked on my soundboard because I mentioned it once and I'm in that kind of mood. And all I could find for burning sounds is like the Doom soundtrack. And honestly, that was kind of <laughs> what 2020 matchup was anyway. It was just an unnecessary wanton violence. Rip and tear until the it game went, is rip, done. Rip and like tear until somehow minutes. Jinx and Lissandra win a game. Um... <laughs> This was such a fun matchup in 2020 because we had effectively, um, we basically had Gango and Arya on the same team trying to carry against all the odds without having a jungler. And on the other side, we had Once and Ray Farkey trying to carry against all the odds because they didn't have a mid and a bot lane. Um, 
So it's two like very unequal sides of the map having at it until what something gave, and it was an incredible matchup. Sadly, we didn't get a best of five between these two teams because it would have been absolutely incredible to see. So in the current iteration of these two um, teams, we still have CJ with a very strong mid carry top side of the map, very strong team fighting. If they survive the laning phase, they are a team that does come alive and really brings it to you. Particularly Alchemy and Nap have found multiple ways across this last split of getting onto the AD carry even when the AD carry is insanely fed I think there was like a game where they were against the Hawks and it was Zenit who um was very fed on Samira and they still found ways to keep them accountable with Rel and Renekton and getting into the back line against someone like Burning Core um I think that Rafe Arky versus Nap is going to be a matchup which they are going to try and snowball, try and get themselves ahead. I hope they're not going to put Rafe Arky onto the Renekton again. He wasn't much of a Renekton player before this split. He was much more of a Jace player, much more of a carry player. I think if they manage to set up the top side for success, I think that Burning Core could end up breaking this um, this streak of form which Kassin and Nap have had throughout spring 2021. I think that this is where the game's going to be solved because I think the bot lane is kind of... Um, who sucks less at this point because they've both mm. ended because in both ways both these teams look at each other and this is the narrative we have them in the last split looking at each other and saying "Ooh, this is a bot lane we can probably take both of them are saying that because neither of them really fare well against the rest yeah. of the league it's a so, very dynamic matchup in I, that regard all right i, I want to paint a picture before we move on because we're getting close to time I, I, well, you remember that, that, the that cinematic from the beginning of the split was it this year or last year i forget anyway the one where silas turns back up on the bridge and it's like, oh, yeah. he's been to the Freljord, he was brought this army back. This is basically once in this scenario, eh? He went into the cold of the Freljord. Last split. It wasn't great. He was having to play chem tank junglers. Just, you know, he could carry. He had to get things started on Udi. Who does that? I want to play Graves, that kind of deal. <laughs> and now he's come back, and the chains have been broken, and he's back looking to lead the charge in this one. Well, you could play things like Shin Zhao, and maybe Lee Sin, you could, you know, take out of the solar lanes and put it on the jungle if you're feeling confident in your, in your play, you know? These are, these are some options, even things like Morgana or Rumble, where you can, you can at least start scrapping at level 6 and have some fun with it. You can carry with these champions, right? And uh, this is kind of the meta where I wonder whether, for me, Kassin and uh, Silas are going to be... Look, oh, Silas, and what? I started the, I started the, the uh, image in my mind and have conflated these two champions. I don't want to see Silas in the jungle. That's a dead thing. Stop it. I love um, Silas in the jungle, just a side part. I, mean, I quite enjoy it too. But it's yeah, <laughs> it would be great in the current meta. Anyway, I, well, maybe it is. Who knows? Um, but uh, this is the kind of this is the kind of player where I also see someone like once sort of going, you know what? Gwen can play jungle. Give it to me. Never mind anybody else. Just give it to me. You know, th that could be a lot of fun. So for me, this matchup is going to be a little bit about which jungler basically either imps or carries first and hardest. <laughs> but I don't know whether everybody else has any other thoughts. That's just my take. It, it's gonna be how a lot of pro play goes this split i think yeah i think it's kind of spot on with that dynamic it's like oh no the like, gwen's 3-0 how did we do that yeah. do, do you do you remember the um does anyone remember the season five copy pasta that really awesome shit post of see season five summer skt where like it is the skt household faker awakes oh, yeah. and addresses his subjects and says <laughs> yeah this one master <laughs> ye the whole team marlin says faker Yes, this will bring us victory. <laughs> Coma says, "Well done, my student." And Beggy says, P "Perhaps, perhaps I can play the the master." Yi. Ah, silly Beggy. Back to Rexai, and that's effectively what's going to happen between top laners and junglers this split. You choose who is Faker and who is Benki. 
Yeah, who, who gets the lease like in, that. really? I like that. Well, maybe I can play the lease in. <laughs> I, hope, but... I hope it ends the same way, where actually they give Faker what he wants, but then it's like, Bengi, you can come back from the cellar. We need your niddly. Yeah, yeah it's time. <laughs> it's it's that completes it's still the circle. the most clutch performance in LOL history, as far as yeah, I've been for Rocks Tigers semi-finals world championship. Go watch that series. It was fan-fucking-phenomenal. But we are going to move on. That's the last of the matchup. I'll leave that one a little bit shorter because I think it's going to be a wonderful, chaotic bloodbath. I'm crossing my fingers. I don't need deep analysis, guys. We can move on to that later. But that, <laughs> at least, cool. is a little bit of some grounding coming into the spring split. We probably won't do this kind of thing every week, but it is nice to come in with some narratives and some expectation sets for people coming in. Some ideas of power over rankings in our mind. Some expectations on initial matchups coming into the split however unlikely that may be because of course melvin has all raised the very valid point that we have no idea where teams are at because we've not seen them in quite a while but last things to do is answer some damn questions because we've got a few to talk about um yeah i'll try and through them we don't have them long but well okay that's fair and true so let, let's pick some of these podcast questions indeed um so i think the most interesting ones in here is um all right. Quincy asked us a little bit of, uh, we asked these questions already, um, but like, dun, 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 dun. He, so Quincy asked, we, we answered the one about import rules before, so we'll, we'll, scrap that one. we'll scrap that one. But I do want to ask is, is Kanatu the hottest rookie in LJL history? They're not Ramane, which is always going to be the problem. Ramane came in in his first split and kicked some heads in. Um, I think Kanatu's good. Aria, maybe? Aria didn't well, have the best. Well, Aria was good in their first split. Actually, that's a good point. Actually, I think that he's Dash. on a par with. I think that he's on par with Aria's first season. I think if he has a good summer split, he could could match Aria's first season. Okay. Problem is, okay. there needs to be a trajectory which continues from there because Aria was contending for top three in his first season. After that, it was when he started being okay. This guy's probably the best here now. That was twenty twenty when he came and was like, yeah, this this guy's uncontested best mid. But awesome. before that, I I I. Yeah, he was not like as transcendent as he knew him to be. All right, so good call there. I mean, to the rest of the crew, away, you guys are a little newer to the region. I'm not expecting you to know like years and years of history as yet. But are there any other players you'd like to at least bring up to this discussion here before we move on to a slightly juicier topic of conversation before we end? Nope. Yeah, it's cool. it's Ramane, it's Aria, and that's. Yeah, I might I might the... shout out Dasher as well because when he came oh. on to USG, he was pretty phenomenal when he came in as a hot rookie. I know obviously he's been on the Hawks and not had the greatest time of it, but Dasher 2017, 2018 was a real scary. Actually, mm. 2018, I apologize, was brilliant. Really, really cool. cool. Awesome. Big question here. So, Dara, Darksil, uh, lovely casting fellow of ours, brought up a question which says if you could build your LJL super squad using the players currently active in the, uh, uh, only once in the LJL specifically, <laughs> who would you pick and why? And Melvin is a really important caveat of, not DFM players. Otherwise, <laughs> we just go, well, well, well DFM, right? DFM roster. Done. <laughs> so instead, I'm going to say no DFM players because I think that is more interesting because otherwise, we, there is going to be a lot of DFM in there. Um, I'll leave DFM. the others to give a little bit of thinking first. Now, Mary, you can start because you know this region better and therefore get less time to think. Go. Uh, so I think top lane. I actually, oh, I was thinking actually maybe Ray Farkey, but actually Kanati has been really good. I think I go Ray Farkey. I think that's my first one I pinned yeah. down because if I'm looking at oh no, this Cog Cog. 
Oh yeah, that's actually really hard. Come on. Oh, oh. Okay, so in top lane we have a choice of three. Uh, your the, the the catch of the day is Rayfarki. It's um it's uh Cog Cog, and it's Kanatu. It's one of those three. I think between those, I think Cog Cog's the one which I think plays. It depends where you want your stylism coming in in the team because you're going to have one role which is going to do something weird and it's just whether you want it. If you want it to be top lane that does stuff weird, you probably go towards Rayfarki because he only plays carries. I think Cogcog's the most Fantastic. solid. I think I go towards right. them. Move it on. Continue. Nessu um, roster. I think Jungle. I have to... Hatch match Five. I think. Fine. Mid. Probably. Um, uh, Aria. Dasher. I like Dasher. Fine. Bot lane. Um, oh crap, I can't play. Uh, bleh, uh, um, <laughs> can I pick, just pick Soul and Secret? Or yeah, is that. Fine. Oh, Done. sure. Great. So you, you have got Cog Cog. I have three who Koreans. I've broken the rules. Who, 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 who did you put in the jungle? Uh, I put um, Hachimacha in the jungle. Hachimacha. Okay, Hachimacha. Okay, fine, 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 fine. Interesting. Cool. All right, nice one. Dasher and then the Rascal Jester. Spot lane. Who wants to go next? I'm gonna be. Oh, I'll shoot. Uh, I'll shoot. Kind of for it. Go temple. Okay, I was gonna say Saros in mid, and I realized he's also on DSM. He's a he's out of exactly. It's just a, they're just acquiring I'll, all the I'll, things. I'll allow Saros is kind of he's oh, kind of stepped oh, back a little. Yeah. All right, I'll get on. It's a little bit of a caveat, but I'll allow it. I thought I'd step on that trap before anyone else might. Um, I'm gonna choose Ray Farkey in top because okay. Cool. Uh, great time. Absolutely great time. Love it. Don't know what you're talking about. Um, I'm gonna jump to bot Where's lane where it's gonna be hu music. <laughs> honey in secret. Moving <laughs> on, I actually did not mean it like that, but there you go, some cultist music. Honey in secret is not a cult, putting that right out there. It's not. <laughs> Temporal continue. Honey and Secret in bottom, Definitely. I think they're the best of the rest. Um, would they work together? Not a clue. Uh, tune in and find out. Probably Crash in jungle. Um, it's a bit of historical there, as I have seen them play some things that weren't the LGL, and I was pretty impressed way back then. Ah, oh, Peak Crash was great. Debut Crash was right. great. Oh. Wonderful. So that was, hang on, we think that was Ray Farkey, that was Crash, Crash. that was mid lane with Saros, and then you had Honey moves. and Secret. Which I can yeah. see the arguments for. Yeah. Melvin I think... is all. ADC is tough, man. I've just yeah, been trying man, to avoid the input ADs. rule. I... Ah. Frankly, I've got everything bar the ADC. I've got Cog, Cog, Kassin, Nahian, and Reyna. And then I'm not sure what on earth I pick for ADC. Because I'm trying to be a good boy and follow the import rule. So I've already maxed out on Koreans right now. That's my <laughs> issue right now. That's what I'm looking at. Milan. There you go, I'll take Milan. They first suggestion. Uh, <laughs> Alright, a little, little one from chat here from Reed, one of our producers, saying Appermen, Tussle, Dasher, Zenit, and Corporal, obviously. Ooh. Appermen is so mercurial. Wait, you've wait, just you've, wait, 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 you've just say? chosen the Hawks. He just said Misery, like go that. man, go. I like that. Oh, for God's uh, sake. Right. It, took, it took I love how long it took Nightmare to figure it out. It's like, it's like wait, what? what? That's the <laughs> it's like, I basically, no way that he, I, I, I heard the first name and it's literally just dial up noises. Four and ten in the regular <laughs> season, by the way. Alright, come right. on. Alright. Yeah. So Cog Cog, Pog Pog, top lane, easy. Jungle, probably gonna have to go for Hatchamecha. Look really good. Mid Nahin, because he's like very good. ADC. Uh, uh, honey, because I think he's had to do 
good stuff on a team that's worse than Soul, so that's why he gets the uh, pick from me. And then Corporal, Aussie Pride. My dad's Aussie. I'm half Aussie. I love Australia. It's got you. I didn't like me. you for a reason. <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> I say that's actually quite a lot of my family's awesome. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I, I want to see Corporal do a shoey after every win. That's that's gonna happen. Have you ever actually done a shoey, Middle Cup? Oh, yeah, it's horrible. Moving on. Okay, end of that conversation. Um, we're a little shy on time, so good stuff there. Is that actually, you, you did complete your Ross there before I got distracted by Shoeys. Good. Fine, that was great. All right. Uh, I think, as for me, I think I'd probably go Ray Farky. I think Mujin would be the shout in the jungle. Um, then if I'm avoiding import rules, I think Seros would be safe. But again, that's that similar issue. Otherwise, Ace is gener- g- genuinely not a bad pick uh, right now. His spring and then is I good. Think- yeah, and then I might go something along the lines of Sol and NT to avoid the import. I was thinking Sol and Reiner, actually. Mm-hmm. Rhino. If I'm anyway. going to avoid import roll, I'd, yeah. Okay, and, and a last question then before we close this podcast. And I'm going to need everyone to shout the answer uh, after like a count of three. And this is another one from Reed, which goes, Will Sol get to play Ezreal? Three, Three no, two, two, one. one. No. 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 Do not do it. I, like, I think it's <laughs> in a sense of despair because there's a world where you're like, I have to ban Gwen, I have to ban all this other stuff, and Ezreal gets through. Um, but like anybody with any sense would never give that man Ezreal. Similar to you, Tupon. Just don't do it. It's disgusting. End of conversation. It's a really right. bad idea. Gents, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been a little bit of a fiesta, a lot of names on screen, a lot of discussion good stuff however we are very close to time we've been streaming for about an hour and 15 actually live something like that so it's time to call it a day any last thoughts from anybody here before we uh tune out god it looks exciting i know yeah well um if if burning court isn't a cult then the church of aria is tune in (laughs) this (laughs) saturday (laughs) to see our lord the mid lane oh, returned to his region ascendance <laughs> <Saturday. laughs>